This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The guardian Lemosa. Now on. You do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and wondering what color her farts are co-host, Monica. Hi, Moni. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. I feel you can't drop this question um, without people knowing the context of the conversation. So I would just like to explain a little bit why I wonder what color my fart has. Um, I mean, besides brown when it lands in the underpants. No, but <laughs> that was just a stupid joke. They're not brown. Um, but uh, a wonderful friend of ours, Charlie, who is regularly in our Twitch chat, um, <laughs> ha- it has synthesia or is able to synthesize. That's not what, how you say it, but is that a condition? Do you have it? Or, I don't know. Anyway, synthesia. This is the condition seems like it's a problem, but it seems to be pretty epic. When you can see sounds or other things, or there are like different variations. But in Charlie's case, Charlie sees color based on the sound of things. And because we, as usual, talk about farts before we started the conversation, Charlie was like, he can actually see um the color of the sound of farts. So that's what we were wondering. That's why we were both wondering, actually, what color our fart is, mm-hmm. audio-wise. You know, I know that the M in Monica is orange, which it then kind of overshadows the rest of my name, apparently. So I know I'm orange. Well, which... that's cool, Charlie. What color is my name? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had the conversation just recently. <laughs> exactly on today on totally normal things to wonder about i think that is totally normal mm-hmm. Th- that because it's just something that is so fascinating in general to have explained so much about you and why you're so fucking talented as an artist as well mm-hmm. but like in general how does that even work in life do you just walk around in life and suddenly everything has color it's just it's just so fascinating yeah and my name for anybody wondering is very red because of the many a's Thank you very much, Charlie. That's so cool. That's really interesting. So that means we kind of need to switch the screen on on our overlay because you are orange and I am red. And it's pretty hilarious that we chose those two colors now. It is. We should. We could. But then I wonder, would the M in Monica be able to be seen with the orange background? I mean, it's probably generally hard to see because... Yes, Charlie says yes. Okay. Okay. Just curious. (laughs) But uh, we're not here to talk about seeing our farts. I mean, though that's yes, kind of but yeah. part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Charlie can see still see that the letters are written in white. This is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. But yes, go ahead, Amanda. Okay, um, we're talking about self care, self care for geeks, self care for everyone. Yes, geeky self care. Yeah, all the, all the things, self care and geekiness and 
all everything that comes in between it all. <laughs> when I was checking what topic we're going to talk about today in our wonderful trailer board, I was like, huh, I don't remember that we talked about this. Then Amanda told me that actually it was my idea, but I don't don't remember why I had that intention, why I, why I brought this up and so so it's all a bit awkward right now. But but I think it's still very a very fitting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um it's always a fitting conversation, let's be honest. We're living it through is. the freaking ben- pandemic still, so... Mm-hmm. But I think it's even more relevant because of the decisions that we've made over the last week um, for mm-hmm. like going forward with, with Geek Caring and everything. So even though we planned this episode um, two months ago, know. a month ago... Must have been something like this. Something like that. Um, it's It's just come at such a relevant time. It's a little bit creepy. It is a bit creepy. But that's kind of my life. <laughs> that's a little creepy that it worked out like that. Mm-hmm, cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in essence, an explanation what, again, we were referencing to. Because if you're listening to the podcast, you might not know. We had a pretty tight, kind of five to six days a week streaming schedule. Um, with the podcast recording and the streaming and all of that. Um at the Geek Caring channel. And now we decided this is more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we we dialed back a, a bit. Um, and going forward, we will not do things so regularly anymore because we decided that quality of a quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, and just not having the spoons to, to keep it up, keep up the, the schedule and the pressure and just, just keep it up and be on all the time. Mm. I mean, it's been a long fucking year. Has been. <laughs> so, yeah, and that was our base baseline decision towards towards all of that. Also, in order to honor our own um, mental health. Yeah. Based on yeah. how much is left for everyone there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that this all kind of started because I. Um, I messaged you and and Tom and I was like, I need to change my schedule. I can't keep up with this and it's going to impact you both. So let's let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, like between, you know, geek herring, um, being on like being there for Tom's streams and having D&D all starting at seven o'clock, six days a week and lasting until like 10, 11 o'clock at night after working from like nine to five on the computer i was just like i i I literally can't do this like i i can't sit at the computer all day every day for this many hours i physically can't do it because um i also didn't have very good boundaries for myself and i was just like uh yep something's got to change and let's have a conversation Mm -hmm. so that's what we did yeah (laughs) and we changed it and Mm -hmm. um yeah i think like for me that change in my schedule and me actually sitting down and like time blocking so that I know like between this time and this time is when I work on client work. And if it's, it comes to say five o'clock and I'm not done the client work, then tough shit to me because um, now I'm going to have to rush to get it done tomorrow because that's me done, for example. Um, And like having those kind of set hours is actually kicking me up the butt to make me finish my work in them instead of prolonging it and like being like oh something that should take me an hour is actually taking me eight hours to do because I don't have I haven't set myself a deadline um it's been 
two days with the new schedule and it's it's good <laughs> <laughs> it's been two days with the new schedule i mean but two i days feel a lot better for no, it no no days yeah and i like genuinely feel a lot better for it already because i'm mm-hmm. like okay well i know that this, this is the time i'm working this is the time i'm doing this um it's it's just having that like structure and that schedule is really important for me um I just need to stick to it because I know it's good for my mental health and I know that having routine is where I thrive and I always have and by not having routine I was like really shooting myself in the foot and just stressing myself out even though it's not like you think like oh no structure that's amazing that sounds great and I'm like no I just wanted to see how long I could do that before Moni laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to to keep you going for as long as you can, but then I still had to laugh and then you stopped. So I was like, okay, that, that stopped her. Now I wanted to see how far you can actually go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's a general assumption of, and I feel that's, and we know that for a very long time because we've been working online for such a long time. Um, and people now with the pandemic one and a half years in I think a lot of people notice that and we all started off like that right it was like yay this is the best thing ever you can get up when you want and you can um, not live out of your pajama all day and this is amazing you can work in the bed you can work on the couch you can work wherever and you can just have it all like smooth and whatever shit and then after a while like after two or three months you're starting to think like well, maybe it is kind of gross that you like stay in the pajama all day and maybe it would be great to not work from the couch and like slouch around. And, and I mean, not that you can't slouch on the desk. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so, the queen of slouching on the desk. <laughs> I'm, I'm the queen of slouching in general, but especially also on the desk. So it's it's not that, uns- but it's a different kind of slouching for sure. And also different kind of seriousness, whether or not you, um, well, you do that or you don't. And yeah, I mean, what you've been talking about is basically my life since last year because we've started to stream in May and then you can't, can't spell slouch without ouch, Tom says. True. <laughs> um, because, yeah, um, the pandemic hit. I personally got so much more, like, I already had a lot of work and then I took on so much more work and then we started the streaming situation and then... I just kept up the entire streaming all the last year, all through last year with the schedule that we already had, and in addition, and then added to, two more days. <laughs> well, I was generally the days that I had were the ones that I have like for good. Not only this starting this year, but it happened like it started last year already. So my schedule has been like that for a very long time. Um, but yeah, and I'm still like the queen of no boundaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but in that regard. I feel the I started to defocus like to to not focus when I stream as something that is something that I need to do but because I don't necessarily I'm not doing well I don't do anything at all for self-care um and I started to see the time that I stream as something that is related that is kind of self-care for me because I wouldn't take the time out of my day to do something for me. So 
which also means that I would hardly ever play any games because I wake up at like six or half seven or six thirty or something. Um, then I get out of bed. I immediately start to work. I work until the late evenings um, and wonder where my time is going. And then I go from the desk to the bed. And that is that is basically my life for the last year and a whatever half or whatever um so with this with the, then deciding okay um sunday evening or sunday morning or whatever is the day that i stream and then friday morning is the other day that i stream and those are the days where i do where i do something that i enjoy which i otherwise wouldn't have been do would, wouldn't have done so i just so so those are kind of those two days where i at least do some small bit of something that i like um mm -hmm. And that's why I always thought that people say it's like playing video games or doing something other than, I don't know, whatever is deemed worthy from the society, which is not necessarily what, um, what, whatever it is that us geeks are doing, because like, um, there is like this, this, this things that people approve of and then things that the society deems worthless and video playing video games is definitely one of those. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that I do take that time to to do something that I enjoy definitely um, helped me also through the year that is otherwise all full of full of work and full of crazy whatever hardcore like pouring my life out into work basically. So um, and that's why I think we always underestimate what it does to people when they actually do practice or do some kind of stuff that they do enjoy and how important it is for general well-being and mental health to um, have stuff like that and I think that's the essence why I came why I thought the topic would be great like months ago or something but <laughs> couldn't quite couldn't could only think about that now yeah no, I think that that's really true um, and it is for me as well because like if I If I'm not streaming a game, I'm probably not playing a game unless it's Hearthstone. Um, like I'm not, I'm I'm the same. Like I haven't given myself any time to just sit down and relax with a game. Um, and they are relaxing, or they can be, depending mm -hmm. on the game. Hello, phasmophobia, looking at you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, and it, it, <laughs> but that's a different kind of thing. That's like mostly he, like the. And I know people should be terrified of the game, but whenever I saw someone play Phasmophobia or played Phasmophobia myself, it was merely hilarious. Oh, I know. I, like, shit my pants. You shit your pants? Oh, because yeah. it's ghosts and you're, like, really terrified of ghosts, right? Super terrified ghosts. Yeah, okay, yeah. then it's really mm -hmm. not a great idea. Maybe we should make it a channel points redemption or something. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I What saw the delay in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I had to play Blair Witch fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, chilling games, phasmophobia is not one of them. That was the <laughs> point. Yeah, no, for sure it's not. Like the type of game that the, the coziest, most chill self-care game I have ever played was a Sunday morning. I had a whole pot of coffee to myself and I played a short hike. And it was Like, just the absolute definition of self-care Sunday. Like, it was perfect. It was beautiful. It was calming and joyful. And I, like, left the game feeling like, oh, I don't know, like, just 
I'd had a one hour massage or more. Like nice. it was just really, you know, cathartic and soothing and healing. And like, I've never experienced self-care through a video game to that degree, like that level of, of comfort. Um, mm-hmm. It just blew my mind. I was, it was just like, wow, games can be medicine. Mm. I mean, and we figured out that games can be medicine, right? Like mm-hmm. shortly after that or before that. I remember, I still remember you playing that. It was at the very big, or was it even, was it even on your own channel back then? Or was it already on that one? I don't remember. I didn't stream it. It was just me. Are you sure? Positive. Just me. Just me and my cup of coffee. Did you try it once after that because you nope. enjoyed it so much? Nope. I have a literal vision of it. Like, I see you in my in front of, like, you know. That's just how cozy it was that I burned an image from my brain onto your brain. No. <laughs> But no, no, I've never, I've never streamed a short hike. Mandela effect? Is that a thing? Tom? It's a thing. Yeah. Do you know the Mandela effect? It's when you have a vivid memory of something that happened. Um, but it didn't happen. Like, uh, it's called the Mandela effect because people thought that Nelson Mandela died in like the nineties and he only died a few years ago. Oh. Um, and then there's also like, there's a, an American children's book called the, or I don't, I, th- I don't know if it's just American. I think it's over in the UK as well called the Berenstein Bears, um, with an E I N. And then there's a whole bunch of other people that know that as the Berenstein Bears with an A I N and, It's like the theory is that the universe shifted and your timelines collided and like uh, string theory or something. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, it's a thing. I mean, I do know that there the that the brain basically creates memories. Like if you even if you experience something and because other people told you the story about it, your memories start to change based on that. So mm-hmm. you don't actually so and, and then you basically have a memory of something you number one didn't remember yourself or and necessarily didn't happen. That's why it's something sometimes very tricky in like like law situations and shit like that. Yeah, Debs, they're not actually the Baron Steen Bears, they're the Baron Stain Bears in this timeline. As far as I know. Yeah, Berenstain yeah. Bears with an A-I-N. I think with the Mandela effect that it's the component of it being a societal thing. It's not just one individual that thinks they remember. It's a lot of people, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Collective memory, basically. Mm. Well, which is not memory in the end. Yeah, it's a weird one. It is definitely a weird one. There um, are so many fascinating psych- psychological things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, we only take like ten percent of our brain capacity, right? Like we only use ten percent of our brain capacity, so fuck knows what it's otherwise doing. Making I mean, I don't know, but sure. Culturally weird spellings of common names. I don't know. I just I don't know. What <laughs> I mean, but then it's also language, and it stems from something, and some things that wrote written differently in one language, and then they are in the other. <laughs> I mean. Charlie says he's only using 1% of his brain at best. And that's absolute utter bullshit, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I don't think it's... Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> But what other practices... What other things that you would categorize as geeky do you do for you for self-care? Um, I read. And, like, reading is pretty... I don't know. It's like, it is geeky, but it's also not geeky, totally depending on what you're reading. Mm. Um, But what I'm reading right now, and I'm finding it's like really, really, really 
really, really beneficial for me is like cozy mysteries. Um, because I don't really have to think about them. And my brain is obviously in overdrive all of the time with everything going on um, in my life. And I'm just like, yeah, so a cozy mystery is just fantastic because I don't have to think. I just can read and enjoy it and I don't need to worry. And this book that I'm reading, or this series right now, is um, it's about like a 60-something-year-old widow who's moved to England from America and she has great hats. Like, she's just obsessed <laughs> with wearing hats. Like, hats with pheasant feathers. Hats with crochet feathers. Like, she every time has, crochet like, feathers. hats. Yeah, just, like, like she's just the hat lady. And that's the reason why I started re- reading these books. Because, the like, Amazon, um, it was a free book on Amazon. It was, like, she's got great hats. And I was, like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that was the hats was all it took. Yeah, I was I was like, ooh, a cozy mystery. I like mysteries. It's an old lady wearing hats. Hell yeah. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> um, but like honestly, I in the last kind of month month, month and a half, I've read six of the ten books. Like I'm just reading them one after the other because I'm just like, yes, thank you. Like this is fantastic. And I have looked into it. Um, the author of these books, she started writing when she was in her mid-60s. Um, the books came out in the 1990s. The woman is, like, almost 90 years old now. Nice. And, like, she, do- she do- I don't think she's, like, putting out books anymore. But I was also like, how cool is this that, like, this woman started writing at that stage in her life and has, like, she's put out so many books. And I'm just like, this is this is so wholesome. Like, this just makes this series even better. Oh, yeah. I think it's amazing. Like, because who the fuck knows what she did, like, uh, the, the, the all her life before, right? So she's just one additional proof that, fuck this, if I want to write a novel and I haven't done so in my life, I don't need to be 20 or 30 or something to do something like that. I can be 60 and over and just write amazing fucking books just because I want to and because exactly. I enjoy it. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yep, I agree. Um, so yeah, that's my, uh, like my kind of other current self-care thing. What, what are you, what, what about you? I mean, the, the, my problem is recently that because of all, well, recently, and when I say recently, it's obviously not very recent, um, because I am in this stage for like months (laughs) on end anyway. Um, so I have like a very... Like I get to the end of the day and I know that my brain is not capable of anything anymore, right? Um, so I also have like my attention span doesn't go through. It doesn't. I don't. I have zero attention span anymore, especially in the evenings. Like I already have like zero attention span now and during the day, but I, it's even shorter in the evening. So it's also getting progressively worse for me to watch something, um, like mm. to start a series that I don't know yet. Um, because I also can't bring up the emotional labor to get to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to remember all their names now. I need to know who they are. I need to know what they're doing. And I need to, and it needs to be kind of really good for me to get into it, right? Or so, so flat that I don't need to get super invested in it. Um, so what I started to do again, and that was yesterday, and it's pretty ridiculous, but that's like something... That is just choosing my absolute soul as I started to watch Grey's Anatomy again. Because I knew you were going to say that yeah. and I love it. Because I know it so well. And I've read that 
not very unrecently actually that people who have anxiety and I wouldn't like necessarily calculate myself to that but like there is a lot of shit going on in general so 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 but other but I so I think we all have some kind of baggage that we carry but especially people with anxiety often rewatch old shows that they already seen because it calms them so much and I do think that's what it does like I do think for me because I don't need to know what I don't need to know who they all are because I already know them it's like I, I know what's ne what necessarily is coming that doesn't mean that I haven't forgotten peep things because I obviously forgot loads that I've already seen so I can't like super predict everything um But it's just like, because it's so, I can just lie there. If I fall asleep, it's fine. Because if I start to something, if I start something new and I fall asleep, then, then I have to go back and need to watch it again. But it doesn't fucking matter um, because um, I know it already, right? So I can continue wherever I ended when I fall asleep, I fall asleep. And it, I, it has, I have zero pressure doing that. And so I think... Um, Yeah, and Deb says that makes a lot of sense. Friends is her go-to show when she's anxious, and yeah, I, I do think that's what it, that's what series also do to you. And even and, and I mean, it's not that the topic of the series is like super easy and super super happy-go-lucky all the time. I mean, there are a lot of deaths and sh deaths and shit like that, and a lot of heartache and all of that in Grey's Anatomy. But it's just because I know it, I just constantly go back to it, and I and I catch myself watching things that i've already seen before like just watch a marvel marvel movie again it that, that that's in that moment i don't care that it's a three hour long movie if i fall asleep i fall asleep because i know it already right mm -hmm. so i'm yeah i watch animated movies but also the ones that i have already seen right so i can't The other day I started Coco again and watched Coco next to while I was working and there was no stream on or anything. So I watched Coco because I've already seen it before. But there are so many other movies in Disney Plus and in Netflix that I would be like, oh, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. But I can't get myself to watch them because I'm like, I don't have emotional strength left to get to know anyone there. Even if it's just somebody who is in an animated film that I've never seen before. So that's just really so it's really the old things that I've already seen that I go back to to just allow myself to not give a fuck in that moment mm -hmm. basically yeah it makes a lot of sense and I can absolutely understand and see why like that's something that people with anxiety do and like mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that you have anxiety because mm -hmm. that's something you have to determine for yourself <laughs> and you say you don't so therefore you don't um but like I can see the comfort in that mm. and um like especially with everything going on right now there is you know there's a lot of comfort in it. it's like watching um watching game shows right like because there's no need to know anybody's name um you just watch and answer trivia or whatever um or whatever it is just laugh because the only person you need to know their name is the host mm. no you don't there's like no care for anybody else and it's it's i can i can see the appeal to it um and like why they're so popular thing oh gosh yeah yeah do you watch your regular tv station me no okay. uh, my parents and my in-laws yes mm -hmm. and there's a lot of game shows on a lot of game shows on Do you feel there are more game shows on now than they were when we were smaller? I think younger? so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And I think that there there's different types of game shows now and like 
but then most of the ones from when we were younger are also still there. So, like, I mm-hmm. I definitely think that there's more, like, you know, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are there for forever, but now we've got all these new ones as well, like, joining in. Interesting. Interesting. And, yeah, I never considered, like, game shows as a form of, like, self-care, but in this kind of theme of not having to learn what people mm. are, like, you just mm. need to know who Pat Sajak is, you know, and... yeah. Off you go. Also, I feel about kind Mary of... from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> and and low-key, some kind of puzzles, like smaller puzzles. Also, just you don't necessarily have to know... Um, have to know the answer when you watch a game show. You don't necessarily have to know the answer. You can figure... Like, the people there can figure it out. And don't necessarily have to get involved into it as well. But I personally sometimes... And not when the the day has been specifically rough, but I did enjoy the odd puzzle game uh, on stream, for example, just to be like, to to get this, because puzzles for me give you, not when they're like super complicated, but when they're like solvable, um, then you feel, then you get these small boosts of of confidence because you solve the puzzle. And, And for me, that's something that I otherwise usually don't get, like... Just, and and I have these two seconds of I am the best when I solve something which I mm-hmm. which I don't otherwise at all have so so that's just what also kind of helps to like feel a bit better about yourself. Yeah, I agree. Like I play a lot of puzzle games, a lot of mystery games, and like when I solve something, it's like I'm so fucking smart, mm. and it is mm. like that you know validation and like it's something so it can be really really minor, but you're like. Yeah, if I can do that, I can take on the world. Mm. Or I mean, the, the rest Nancy, of my day. Nancy Drew <laughs> games that you played, I would have, I would have rage quit those one hundred percent because I'm like, I cannot, like, I cannot. But the like the whatever um, Zelda has all the dungeons. Those are ones where I'm like this is something I can like easily do. And the what was it? Um, little campfire that I played, or last campfire that I played, that was also like the cute little puzzles with, with cute little animation and everything is just adorable and you solve things and then you just also like get get this push. Um, and Deb says since the Panini, she has also gotten used to having Twitch on while working. I even turned them on at work now. She just lowers the volume. Mm-hmm. And that for me has also been huge. In a year where... You didn't see anyone. And, and I've worked on my own. Like, I've worked from home before, obviously. So it's not that this entire situation was, like, super unknown to me. Like, it was not that that all of a sudden I went from seeing 20 people a day to seeing zero people a day. That was not the case at, at all. So I was already, like, a good two years in? Two and a half years in? Three years? I don't even know. Fourth year? Yeah, three three years in or something. Three no- anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <sighs> too much, too much maths. Mm-hmm. So I already was like kind of working on my own all the time. Um, and Amanda, Tom, and I have like these regular things where we where we did things together because otherwise it's getting really lonely. But now that you didn't really see anyone at all, like you you had the like if you have a partner, well that person's there. But you didn't go out, you didn't have the conversations with other people. You don't go for coffee for and see people outside. And and I think I'm like on the brink of like between extrovert and introvert. I think working from home made me more introverted than I initially was for sure. 
but I definitely have a lot of extrovert traits as well that where I kind of do need people and I and and just uh, like I noticed it when we met when we met some friends um some of weirdos friends which are also my friends but like they initially his anyway the, uh, and we met them just very recently and that just when I, we were driving home i was saying to i was telling him that is really what i needed right just sitting there chatting to other people like having a good time and it's just and that was something that twitch in that time really also gave me where i have like something on while i'm working which is like became my basically my co-worker that I can just shout through the room at and then that I, 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 I hear the voice from, which just totally kept me sane during that time of, of, of the pandemic. And I'm really like generally really grateful for that, that that something where we landed in the end, mm -hmm. because otherwise, I don't know, I feel it would it would have just been so much worse and it already wasn't that great, right? <laughs> but it would have been so much worse. Yeah, I agree. Like Twitch has been, for me, not to the same extent as it was for you, um, but it's been such a necessity over the last year. Like, um, I think before I had to go back home to Canada, um, like I was really appreciative of it and I was a lot more active, but then being like out of the Twitch community again, really for like seven months, um, it's kind of put me back in a space where I'm like, I like to be there, but I just like to lurk. I, I am a serial mm -hmm. lurker. Um, but I appreciate just, like, hearing somebody else, somebody that's not my voice, somebody that's not Tom's voice, mm -hmm. like, just hearing somebody else's voice, even, like, so if you see me in a stream, like, nine times out of ten, I'm lurking, like, hardcore lurking. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to me. <clears throat> Did you say don't talk to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> I mean, lurkers don't necessarily like to be called out that they're lurking, so it's, and they are the foundation of every stream, so... Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah so that's yeah twitch is a very real thing and i think it's been essential for so many people mm. this past year like mm. more so than any other time just yeah <laughs> jinx doesn't yeah. chat at night <laughs> and Debs is a serial you. lurker too yeah for sure mm. um yeah i'm trying to think of like other kind of geeky self-care things that i do um hmm Deb says she still feels weird just popping in to say hi and then being quiet again. I think that's totally fine and totally valid. And like every streamer knows that um, every streamer knows that they, if you say you're like gone, like I generally have, have a bit of issues when I that's something I wouldn't necessarily do. Right. That's my first message in a chat is a lurk command, because why would I why would I I can lurk without announcing my presence? If you know mm -hmm. what I mean, so I find that a bit, bit awkward when 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 people do that. But uh, like other streamers, like think that's think about that differently. For for example, and there was this really nice discussion at some point. Um, um, but it's also just when you like have a bit of a conversation, say hi, how are you doing? How's your day? And then I'm going into lurk for me. That's something different. Like then just mm -hmm. saying, I'm lurking. So like I'm leaving you a lurk I, while I'm out or doing something all day. Exactly. Like, one, one only thing I've ever said is lurk. Yeah. <laughs> so so let's do on a medal. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's really kind of how I feel. And but that doesn't mean that the lurk is not appreciated. But it's kind of like look at me here. I'm here, right? Which is fine. And some people need that attention. 
but I don't need that kind of attention when I'm not there. I'm not there, right? So, so, mm -hmm. so, when I'm lurking, I'm lurking. I can say hi. I don't need people to acknowledge me because I'm not watching anyway, right? Um, <laughs> Wibble says at least it's not Dodo or Join or or Code or whatever. Yeah. But when people like are already here and then they like chat and even if it's just like for two or three minutes, hi, how are you doing? Um, I hope you're having a great day, whatever. And then go into lurk. I think everybody generally knows that it's not, it's like everybody appreciates lurkers. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of speaks against uh, why do you announce your lurk? But that is more something that I have where I have issues with people feeling the need of, of getting getting attention. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a, that's a different story. But in, in, in essence, everybody appreciates a lurker. Mm -hmm. I mean, so the, uh, the vast majority of Twitch viewers are lurkers. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, it is calming to lurk. Like, and sometimes I'm paying attention to the game and sometimes I just like the sound of a voice in beside me mm -hmm. yeah for sure and i feel it's also and th that's why it's great that there are so many different streamers for so many different needs out there as well because mm -hmm. obviously watching somebody who is super high energy during your work day depending on whatever it is that you're doing or whatever can totally put you off for or or can can be like so i am definitely one who is more into the calmer streams and and more into the the where I can just do shit next to it and then I can go in and out of the conversation if I want to. And mm, if I would have something who is constantly shouting in my ear, I wouldn't be able to concentrate as well. Not that I always am super great at concentrating, but like it's also very stressful. Like I need to be in the right mode to be able to deal with someone shouting a lot. Um, so that's why I'm I'm often... And, and that's why I just gravitate towards more relaxed streamers and also streamers who are authentic like if i mm -hmm. get a nudge of performa performative action from you i have already feel like it puts me off so hard yeah and um one thing on twitch though that relaxes so many people that i know we agree is the oh op opposite of relaxation for us is asmr <laughs> oh my god and that was just Amanda, Tom, and I on last Wednesday. We we the th we three of us ended up in a few ASMR streams, and fucking hell, I do not understand. I do not. I don't. I have no idea how that goes. But Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, it was a lot. The streamer that we found was like had some kind of noise box where, like, I think oh. she was like licking it or kissing it i'm not really sure and like that was all up in my ear and it made me made me cringe and well i mean charlie said oh, but all the colors i mean for you that makes a lot of sense yeah. charlie and i hear her and i know that uh, somebody told me that was it you or was it thomas or was it somebody entirely different i don't remember that apparently asmr does something to people's brains where it feels like somebody is what what did i say whispering into their ear and it gives them the same sound and it's like super fat like the same feeling from the brain was it bay leaf maybe it was bay leaf um and that's why it was probably was bay leaf and that's why some people are super into it and others are not i'm definitely mm. not one of those just having not. to put that out there like i'm so pleased that pe people have that like space if that really helps them 
but like for me it's it's a no do you remember that we had that brain of m or there was this um this music brain of m mm -hmm. it feels way too personal for me yes that too like it's very it feels so intimate as well listening to the person and i'm not i i I am. I am need the personal space kind of thing. Like I have like a. Th th what do they say in dirty dancing? This is my area and this is your area or something. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of how I feel. And it does definitely cross like something that is too close to me, where I'm like, I don't want to be in that space that you like open up for me. So 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 I don't want to be in your space. Mm -hmm. Oh my hula hoop! I love that. That's a good one too. <laughs> But yes, it feels like the people who do ASMR open like that personal space up so you can be in it. And I'm like, but I don't want to be in it. Like, don't let, don't, 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 please don't make me go there. Yeah. But as I said, the Brain FM, it's what with these special audio va waves that are trying to focus, they're trying to make you focus more. And even that sometimes give me, give me some really small heart palpitations that I can't. I'm not sure if they do the right thing for me um, at all. Mm. I know Tom still uses your Brain FM account, mm. so at least somebody's getting benefit from it. That is very, that is very yeah. fortunate. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I think that there's a lot to be said for sound and healing, um, or sound as a healing modality. Mm. Back at the beginning of January, I did, um, I had my very first experience with um, sound healing or a sound bath. And it was, um, I had to like lie in a dark room and put headphones on and listen to this like pre-recorded audio or actually it wasn't pre-recorded. It was, or was it? No, it could have been live actually. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, of like singing bowls and like drum beats and like the sound, like I could actually feel it activating different parts of my body. Um, and it was just wild um but really really cool like those kind of things like singing bulls drums and like song are a lot more effective for me than like whispering and scratching a microphone or mm. whatever like um yeah sound healing yes asmr touches something else in my brain that it has the opposite effect yeah yeah for sure we once were in that spa the weirdo and i and they had like these floaty beds and some mm -hmm. color situation and also they had mics on these beds here and they should also like super calm us but neither of us were super calm afterwards yeah i've heard that that either like works amazing or doesn't work at all um there's yeah, for us uh, it didn't work at all one of uh, a local woman in business that i know owns like um a float float tanks here in northern ireland and like she just advocates for them so much she thinks they're amazing and i've never quite made the plunge <laughs> plunge no they are not like the floaty tanks are the ones where you actually sit in water right yeah oh is yeah. that not what you're talking about no they were did that they, they, oh, these were this i said floaty thing yeah but it wasn't like in water and i think if it would have been in water i would have appreciated it more because I do think I had water has a general, like super calming effect on me because I just love water. But that they were just like some plastic beds, and they were like a, they were were kind of vibrating in a way, but they weren't comfortable because they were all plastic, and it was kind of cold in the room. 
It was super awkward. Like it, it sounds like a really unpleasant experience altogether. I mean, it was it wasn't supposed to be, and we paid for it, I think, as well. And I thought it would have been kind of like that water floaty situation, but in the end, it wasn't. So mm. it wasn't that cool. Maybe I need to Google it again. We're Maybe. probably not gonna go to the spa anytime soon. But anyway, <laughs> um, anything water related would also super super calm it calm me the fuck down. Yeah, there's quite a, a surge right now in um, sea, swimming in the sea um, here in Northern Ireland. And I'm like, I really should do that. But also, like, that's fucking cold. Yeah. Um, but, like, friends of mine are doing it. And, like, there's a local, two local swim clubs that, like, swim in the sea, just, like, in the ta- two bigger towns where I live. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah, I should do that. But also, like, I can't be asked. Yeah. But I also know that if I did it, I would feel a lot better because, like, swimming is, like, massive self-care for me. Like, it's my favorite mm. form of exercise. And, like, yeah. I know that if I did it, I would feel, like, thousands better. But, you know, effort. I know. And also, it's really fucking cold. cold. I, that would be the thing that would, like, swimming in the Northern Irish seas, probably. Oh, my God. I mean, I do have wetsuits from when I did, like, live in the sea over the summers, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always just loved sitting next to the water. Doesn't even need, don't even need to be in it. Like mm-hmm. it's the noise of it and the sound of it that's like the best. Yeah. I always wanted to have a house by the sea or a river or something watery. Didn't Same. happen. Well, life's not over yet. Yeah, no, it's not over yet, but it's also expensive and money I don't have. Mm. Fair enough. I can just buy myself this fountain and I can put it next to me, but they're like so hard to clean. So I'm also like practical about it and i'm like no that's not a fish tank either. with a filter in oh it. no i don't like that you have to need to clean a fucking fish tank too and well, i'm don't still put fish in so it not- just have a fish tank with a filter no <laughs> you have to clean it eventually as well it's just annoying <laughs> i'm too practical so many so much shit that you want in your house it's shit that you need to clean yeah i agree <laughs> i agree but um yeah, I mean, that's, like, my real big things for self-care right now. I think, like, the biggest thing for me in the last little bit has been rearranging my schedule and reading Cozy Mysteries. Mm. Essential essential changes and also Cozy Mysteries are great. I still love that it's written by an elder, uh, older woman. Mm-hmm. Older woman as if 60 is so old. Um, in I the, mean, she's she's pushing 90 now, so she no, is, she's like... She's pushing a, 90 now, yeah. Or is she is 90, I don't quite remember. Yeah, that's pretty epic. Yeah. I want to be as cool as that lady when I'm older. Same. Probably not going to write anything. Too much effort. <laughs> it's fair. Maybe, maybe I'm going to be a stand-up comedian when I'm like 70 or something. That would be cool. Oh my cool. gosh. I would go to your show. <laughs> I would you watch to, your Netflix series. You would have to write stand-up comedy though. That's my only problem. Hmm. I do think I'm generally quite hilarious, like sometimes, not always, but you but, funny? No. no. Yeah. But but it's different if you have to write stand up comedy. Hmm. You need to decide on something and then do it. It's too complicated. Take improv? Do improv classes? Oh shit. I've visited one of those once and I just no I'm not just just not good at like coming up with shit impromptu. Hmm. I always think of something I could have said, like, the next day. And I'm like, that would have been great. Yeah. Happens all the time. Happens in so many situations where, like, well, 
or even in a conversation that I had and then like a day later oh by the way what I wanted to say yesterday <laughs> was X yeah, Y exactly. Z like sorry that my brain just got really angry and swore at you but I actually have a much better comeback now I mean <laughs> I, Tom did stand up comedy once and I wasn't there I'm still super I was upset there. about it that it was great yeah I don't remember why weren't you there I don't remember why I wasn't there you just don't love him enough Obviously, that's always the reason. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on self-care. Um, I think it's really important. I think that we all need to do more of it. And whatever it looks like for you um, is is really just really important. And as hard as it is to actually do it, it's so essential to do it. And don't let other people tell you what yourself care can and cannot be if it's binging a fucking tv series it's binging a fucking tv series if it's sinking five days into final fantasy it's sinking five days into final fantasy so nobody has to give a flying fuck about what it is that you actually do so do whatever makes you happy mm -hmm. that then will be the best self-care yeah like self-care doesn't have to be bubble baths and reading a book in the bubble bath and practicing yoga every morning. Like, I feel like that is the self-care that gets pushed around on Instagram. It's like, practice self-care, have a bath, do some yoga poses, you'll feel great. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Journal. If that works for you, Meditate. Great. Yeah, like, if those things work for you, that's amazing. But they're not the only forms of self-care out there. And for us geeks, like, we, we, we gotta find them what works for us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah, this was this week's episode. Yeah, hope hope it resonated. Um, we'd love to know what your favorite forms of self-care are. Let us know in the comments of the episode or join our Discord. Um, geekcaring.com forward slash Discord. And see you again for another amazing episode of Geek Caring next week. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 